Welcome to the Ignite Podcast, where you'll discover the secrets to ignite the growth of your agency. Most interviews are based on what you've done in your past career, and that really only. I think very little is based on your personality, whereas you were sort of the flip it. side, yeah. <laughs> you told us about the brand values, core values, and your like mission statement. So that was really interesting for us to learn more about. If you are feeling frustrated with the lack of growth in your agency and you're impatient to reach those ever-moving goalposts, then here's your invitation to find out more about if and how we can help you scale and build the agency of your dreams. All we want you to do is go to fire-wave.co.uk forward slash AJMM and that'll be in the show notes as well. Here are your hosts, Sam and Phil. We're here with a really special episode today. We have got two very important guests on the podcast episode today. So no, not Phil. He is still on holiday, although he may be back for a little momentary window while you're listening to this. I'm sure he'll be scooting off again soon. But today I've got our two newest members of the Ashdown Jones team with us. So say hello, girls. Hello. <laughs> hello. Uh, Victoria, let's start with you. Tell us about you. Yeah, so I'm Victoria. I'm going to be a new client executive here at Ashdown Jones. I'm local from Windermere, so obviously know a lot about the company already from reputation. All good, hopefully. All good, all very good. <laughs> so really looking forward to jumping in and getting started. Fantastic. And Claire? I'm Claire and I live in Keithley, West Yorkshire. I've even heard of Keithley. Yeah. It's in West Yorkshire. <laughs> Not far from Skipton, about 20, 25 minutes. My job role is team executive in the Dells branch, which I'm really looking forward to starting. Yeah. So we're really excited to have these two lovely ladies. As you all know, recruitment is a really hard thing to get right. And they know how lucky we are and how lucky they are by being here and how high our bar is. We've talked about this a lot. And they both came to us through slightly different routes. And but they're both part of our recruitment kind of process. So what I wanted to get Claire and Victoria to do was just share their experience so far. Now, I have to say this is day two of their new roles. And I've just gone and grabbed them from, from their training and gone, do you want to be on a podcast episode like right now? So talk about being thrown at the deep end yeah, and you're doing great. So well done. <laughs> uh, but I thought if they share with you their insights about exactly how they came upon the job and what their experience has been so far about you know, beginning a new job with the AJ Group, that might help you think about your recruitment and induction processes and seeing if you're on point or if there's something that you can improve upon. And of course, we always love to hear feedback from you. So if there's anything that you do differently from what we do, then please let us know. So first of all, you came to us by different routes. Victoria, you already knew about our brand, didn't you? Yes, I did. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, so... As I said, I'm local, I'm living in Windermere, so I do know about the Ashdown Jones brand. I was looking for a new job role and everything that I sort of read online really appealed to me. You're known for being market disruptors, <laughs> for being unique and different to any other estate agents and that's something that really resonated with me. Also, I knew that you're a family company, again, which is something that was really important. So when I was doing my job search, it's definitely something that jumped out and yeah. Did you actually, I don't think you found an open job, did you? No, at the time? that's right. So, so you came to us quite on spec. I did. Yeah. So I did look at some of the job roles that you did have, but nothing quite fitted my experience. So that's when I came for an informal chat with yourself and Phil. 
um, and went from there, really. I think you spoke, spoke to Louise first. I did, years, right? yeah. So, so I you're, to... you sent an email, I think, didn't you? That's right, yeah. So I sent in an email. I think I had a bit of back and forth with yourself, um, a few questions. And then I had a good phone call with Louise. And Louise is our ops manager here, so she's also head of HR. And she said, oh, you've got to speak to this lady, Victoria. She sounds great. And so we did, which is great. <laughs> and your background up to that point had been in what? Yeah, so I'm a marketer. So I previously worked as a marketing manager for seven years for a luxury hospitality brand um, that's local. Again, the synergies with the luxury property market. So I feel like I bring maybe a bit of different experience. Obviously, I've not got experience in a state agency, but I think that could be a good thing as well. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Well, I don't think we've ever hired anybody that has had a background in property, possibly the exception of Maria. She worked for quite a low value brand. So this was quite a difference for her. But everybody else has come from a completely different background. But hospitality seems to be a strong stream for us to be able to recruit from because I think in hospitality, you've got so much juggling, you've got, you know, yeah. difficult clients, you've got a lot of expectations to meet. So for us, it's a really good industry to recruit from. Yeah, definitely. And I can see already only on day two, there's a lot of crossover with teamwork and things like that. So it definitely comes hand in hand. Yeah. Oh, good, good. So we're very glad to have you here, Victoria, as we are you as well, Claire. And so Claire, you came to us a more traditional route because you were from Keithley and we we're opening in Skipton or we had opened Skipton but we're not known there at all. You found an Indeed ad, advert, I think. I did, yeah. So I was I was just browsing. I wasn't particular looking for anything in particular and uh, came across it. I don't know, I was at the website and it looked amazing. So <laughs> I thought I'd need to apply for this. And Was there anything particular in the job advert that made you think that that could be the job for you? It was a company that I'd never even heard before, which was caught my eye. So you think that was a good thing that you had heard Absolutely, yeah. Okay, yeah. good. I think the way it was written, the description of the job that was advertised, I was very interested in. Yeah. So we didn't catfish you? No, absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) No. Good. So what we'll do is we'll go through the exact process that you both followed because at some point we adopted the usual recruitment for Claire and then Victoria kind of jump-started the first bit. So first of all, Claire found the job on Indeed and applied to us that way. Um, Actually, did we ask you to to do anything? Do we ask you for any, was there any qualifying questions in that? Do you remember? Did we ask you three qualifying questions? Yeah. Yeah. And I wrote that on a Word document and then emailed it over. Do you remember what the the three questions were? I probably should have checked in advance. So I think it was something like, what detracted you to the role? What skills have you got that you think you could apply to the role? And then there was probably a random question in like, I don't know, what book you're reading or what do you like to do in spare time? It was something else. And the reason we put three questions in isn't because of the value of the answers, but it's because most people never, ever answer those three questions. So we quite often ask the three questions in the advert where people always miss that because they just click and apply, don't they, through Indeed. And then when we haven't got the answer to those three questions, then we send you the three questions by way of the communication through Indeed. But you did answer them and uh, and I remember you answered them well. So we print those off, put them on your candidate form and put you forward for interview and organise that. So the next step was an interview and that was at a local hotel. was, yeah. In Skipton, because I thought that was fairer because it's about an hour and a half away from where we are here in Windermere. And when you walked in, what was the first thing you noticed? That it was a group interview. <laughs> Which was different. I've never been to a group interview before. Victoria's thinking, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God I shortcut this bit. Liam, who is producing the podcast and listening, he's also chuckling because he also had to come through a group interview. 
Now, Liam's biggest fear, and he said this before, is that he didn't stand out. There was probably, I don't know, 15 people in the room, would you say, Liam? Something like that when you you applied and you had the group interview and he didn't feel like he said enough to stand out in front of everybody else. What what were your thoughts about the group interview? I felt exactly the same, actually, yeah. I I didn't feel, I thought, there's no chance I'm going to get this job now. There's so many people here and I didn't really stand out, didn't really make, didn't really show myself. You didn't think you had? No, I didn't think I had. (laughs) What kind of things do you remember from the interview? What did we do? Do you remember any of it? Yes. (laughs) So you went round, well, we asked, we had to ask our partners about each other and then we had to tell you about them. There was a lot of you and Phil going over the company and the values. I'm glad you remember the values because that's something that we, we make sure we put right at the very beginning of the group interview. It's really important to us. And then we asked you to do go onto your phone and look for evidence of those core values on our Facebook page. Remember doing yep. that? And what had you seen on the Facebook page that you might not remember, actually? I I think I actually went onto the website okay. and I noticed the description the, of the houses, of mm-hmm. the properties, and how detailed they were. And it was like a story. Yeah. And I, I think that was that. a creative yeah, bit, wasn't it? it was, yeah. yeah. Yes. Was it you as well as said about the team page that we had Pictures of the family on it, or maybe it wasn't you that said yes, that. Yes, with, with the dog with the dog, and the children, yeah. Because yeah. you're a dog person, so you're going to yeah. notice that. All the dog people always notice the dog on the website. My dog, uh, George. Okay, so you came to the group interview, and it, we were probably there for about an hour and a half, weren't we? Yeah. Maybe about 12 people in the room, something like that. Possibly, yeah. So we knew straight away that we wanted to re-interview you, and we knew straight away we probably weren't going to interview anybody else. I think we interviewed one other person from your group. So Phil and I kind of decided that probably within the first half an hour so you may not have felt that you stood out but you did and what we're looking for to be completely transparent is first of all the way you dress and carry yourself there were some people in that room that were inappropriately dressed I think maybe you Mm. agree maybe you don't some people who look AJ the way that they carry themselves the way that they speak their energy all those kind of things and then the way they interacted with each other so we said right at the very beginning that we weren't looking for people to kind of shine and stand out in a sort of a, in a I don't know, a, an extrovert, confident way, but actually people who were who were able to work together. And even just the, the process of asking the person you were sat next to about them, we could see how you were all interacting and whether mm-hmm. you found that awkward or you enjoyed the process of finding out whether you were being nosy and asking lots of really good questions. And really just seeing just how you were with other people, because this is a a team and we act as a team so that's that's what we were looking for and we set you certain tasks and things to do didn't we in the yeah. hour and a half do you remember any of the other things that we did there was a questionnaire yeah and that was tricky yeah <laughs> even though it's not tricky it was tricky yes so it's multiple choice with yeah. 20 questions three choice for each and what we were doing there was trying to identify whether you would sit in a more of a maintenance role which is more of a sort of admin office-based role not necessarily junior, it can be a very senior role, which is actually the role you've got, team mm-hmm. executive, and the or, or whether you sat in delivery, which is all about client facing, which is photo shoots, viewings, offers, etc., which is Victoria's role, or whether you sit more in growth, which is business development, marketing, etc. So Victoria, you probably span both of those two kind of roles. And I suspect I can't remember whether we got you to do a questionnaire or not. No, we'll give you one. We'll yeah. give you a questionnaire yeah. <laughs> that you find it interesting. And yeah, I bet that you score between those two. I can't actually remember what you scored now. Claire, we'll go back and have a look and, and see. Okay, so you get to the end of your group interview. You think you haven't got it, which is interesting. 
Yeah. You think we, you're never going to hear from us again? No, I didn't think so, no. And then what happened next? I got a phone call from Emma yeah. inviting me to a second interview mm-hmm. and I was over the moon. <laughs> I really was. It made my day. That's really good to know. So that was a one-to-one interview. Yeah. The caveat was it was here in the Windermere office, yeah. which I know is a bit of a drive for you. It's about an hour and a half, isn't it? It's gorgeous up here. That's okay. But it is a commitment, isn't it, to drive all the way. We have had people drop out already at that point where we've said, can you come over for an interview? And they go, it's way too far. So we know that they're not really a kind of traveller. They're not somebody who's committed to the process of learning, perhaps. It may be a bit unfair, but we're looking for people who will step out of the norm, you know, reimburse fuel. So, you know, that shouldn't be a consideration. And I think it depends on what you want the job as well. If If you're not willing to do it, then you don't really want it. I think exactly the same, yeah. So you came for the one-to-one interview and at that point we catch up to Victoria. So you came in for a one-to-one interview. Yes, I and, did. And what was the experience like there? Can you remember it? Yeah, so um, I came in and met with yourself and Phil. I remember it being very sort of relaxed and I felt very welcome already. Very nice environment. I got to see the office space and meet a few of the team members that were in that day, which was really nice. And you always get a feel for it when you actually come to the office. <laughs> did the team meet you at the door or did they? Yeah. Yeah. So Bex welcomed me in. Everyone was really friendly and smiley. And you just get, I think, an immediate feel for somewhere. And you can either see yourself there or you can't. So the that... team are probably going, thank God, we've got somebody, <laughs> somebody good we can interview. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And then we just sort of had an informal chat, really. And I think similar to how you felt when you left the group interview, I felt like I maybe hadn't said enough. I know we tried a bit about like outside of work, which was really nice and things like that. Oh, yeah, we were talking about running and dogs and things like that. Yeah, yeah. So that was really nice. But then I think afterwards, I I maybe felt that I didn't say enough about what I'd done in my previous career. So when I got the email from Louise, I was a bit shocked, but obviously over the moon like Claire was. Oh, that's really good. I think something that Phil and I are definitely not very good at is asking somebody about their accomplishments, their professional accomplishments, because people do want to tell us, and you did want to, and I'm sure you did as well, Claire, but all we want to talk about is you as people, <laughs> because we know if, if if we're not a good fit as people, it doesn't really matter about the professional accomplishments. And we've had people who were very accomplished professionally and academically, much more so than than Phil and I, but really envisage ourselves working with them but we probably do need a better balance of being able to say right you know tell us what you've done you know show off a bit because we don't really have that element in an interview did you feel the same as well Claire do you feel like you didn't you were able to say what you'd done in your career yeah absolutely I think most interviews are based on what you've done in your career in your past career and that really only I think very little is based on your personality whereas you were sort we of the flip it. side, yeah, <laughs> which is, again, a different way of looking at it. You still have to work with that person. You've got to get along with them. What does it matter, I suppose, what jobs they've had in the past? That might determine what job they go into with yourselves, mm-hmm. but not necessarily because they might shine in a different different sector. And also, I think that, yes, a lot of skills are transferable, but it's the attitude that's transferable. Because if you've done a job that you found challenging or you had to do a lot of learning in or you had to work with a lot of different kinds of people in, that says to us more than, oh, I did this job and I took this company from this place to this place. And maybe it is a failing, but we feel that once we've got the right dynamics of attitude and personality, actually we can achieve so much just with those things and we can teach you all the things and the skills that you maybe haven't got. But I do think we need to let people show off a little bit more in interviews. So 
note to self, I think. And Phil, if you're listening, I think we need to just shut up a bit. <laughs> okay, so you've both done your one-to-one interviews and you got the job offer at that point then, Claire, is that right? I didn't. I got a, an email shortly afterwards. Yeah. But when I left, I did have a feeling that I may have got the job. Oh, good, good. <laughs> Which is what Victoria didn't yeah. have. No. <laughs> no, but just... you only had one interview yes, at that point. Yeah. yeah. So Claire kind of had the advantage on you because we'd met her twice for quite a while. Yeah. Yeah. So you felt it was good. It went well. I just, I feel afterwards that you'd welcomed me. And so I felt, I think I would have been very disappointed if I'd been wrong about that. But I had a Some people have been. We um, interviewed a lady recently that I think she thought she'd been successful and she just wasn't quite right. And the trouble is with us is Phil and I could be a bit black and white. You're either absolutely in or you're just not. And we don't maybe get a failing. We don't tend to give people the benefit of the doubt. Um, so it doesn't feel like it's quite a fit. It's just a no. And sometimes we take people all the way through the process and then say no to them. And it must be really hard for them. But the fact that we've got lots of different parts of the interview and the recruitment process gives us a chance to try and figure it out. So the next step would have been, if we hadn't been sure about you guys, is a trial day, which is just a few hours as opposed to a day. So we say, right, come into the office, maybe 10 till 2, sit with the team, have a chat with them, whether that's the AJ Mastermind team or the Ashdown Jones team. And they basically interview you. <laughs> they mm-hmm. ask you lots of questions. They might show you what they're working on. And you might sit and have lunch with them or might take you out for lunch. These are all kind of like, almost like tests of your personality. And what we're looking for is, and we had a lovely lady recently who came in who didn't make it through, who was actually in your interview. I won't tell you which one it was in case you know her. And she got through to the trial day. And at the end of the trial day, I didn't, or the team didn't feel that she'd listened to them. So she'd asked questions and then talked over their answers. And that was a bit of a red flag for them. So while she was actually very accomplished, she was a very accomplished marketer, in fact, and she'd had a lot of very high power jobs, travel all over the world. If you can't listen, none of that matters because sat in front of a high value vendor, if you don't listen to them, they're not really interested in what we can do for them. So it is all about the listening, which we've hopefully emphasized all the way through your, the process of you being, you know, here at all. So the trial day is the next thing. As I say, a few, a few hours in the office, these ladies didn't actually get to that point, which is a, a good thing for them. It's, it should be a compliment for you both. And then you had the offer and the start date. And that was usually about a month out, was it? Something like yeah. that for yeah, you both? Was, yeah. yeah, And that's to take into account the fact that you've got jobs. And also we want to try and get you both started on the same day so we can do the induction together. And then you feel like you've got a bit of a teammate, don't you? My name's Dan Wilson. I'm from Wilson Co. Homes in Peterborough. Been a member of Fireway for just over a year. What I'd say to anyone else who's considering joining is absolutely fine, but you can't have Peterborough. It's certainly beneficial, not just in terms of results, which is what you know people always want, but just as the accountability, having someone to talk to, having someone to ask a question, even if you think it's stupid, you know, there's no stupid questions, and you've got the help and advice. So, 100%, join it. And also, we want to try and get you both started on the same day so we can do the induction together. And then you feel like you've got a bit of a teammate, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> so the last induction process we had with four people and only three people made it through, actually, mm-hmm. the first week. So again, the bar is high. And in that first induction week, it tells you a lot about the person. We're usually 90, 95% sure by that point. Obviously, we're 100% sure of you two. But maybe that person doesn't feel like it's fitting with them. It feels a little bit strange and alien, which is why we go to so many pains to make sure that you feel as comfortable as possible. So the next thing that happened was you got 
a welcome email, which is on the Friday and we're talking on a Tuesday now, but it was Friday for your Monday start. Mm -hmm. So yeah. uh, what was that like, Claire? Can you remember what you got? I, I loved that. It was, a, it was a slideshow presentation and it was about the team. Any questions that you may have, like what, how long you get for lunch and where do you park and just little things where you would only think about it last minute maybe or maybe you'd worry the night before and you can't <laughs> sleep because you oh you didn't ask them this and you didn't ask them that and it kind of covered pretty much everything that you would them little niggly bits that you would worry about and what kind of niggly bits would you worry about the night before it's a long time since I've started a new job oh I don't know like um, what to wear or yeah yeah and but the fact we've got a microwave even, even lunch I think that that's I know it's might seem a bit cheeky sometimes, but you you want to know if you've got enough time to eat a salad or if you've got enough you time do, yeah. to eat, you know, eat anything up or make something quickly. I'll go up, nip out to a shop. Mm -hmm. And again, where to park, because there might be certain reserved areas. Mm -hmm. I, I worry about quite a lot of things. So I think it, it did put me at ease before Monday. And oh, it, good. It, was, it made me look forward to it even more. So oh, yeah, good. it was really good. And hopefully you felt valued and important and oh, welcomed. Absolutely, yeah. And it showed Good. how much you value your team as well with what you put on about them and seeing all the fun pictures about your, <laughs> your crazy days out and your nights out. So, yeah, it was really good. What we want you to feel is you're already part of a team before you even start. And what we said in the first day of induction, which was only yesterday morning, can you believe that, <laughs> was all about finding a place of safety to learn from because... We know from kids at school, if they don't feel safe, I don't know, maybe they're being bullied at school or something, or they've got a challenging home life and they're going to school and they can't learn because they're, that's not where their mind is or they've not had enough sleep or they've not eaten at the right time, you can't learn. So actually, to give you the best possible chance, we have to make sure that you're rested as much as we can, influence that and fed, and that you feel as comfortable as you could possibly feel in a place of safety and that you're going to be surrounded by people who want you there and welcome you there. Nobody sees you as competition, everybody sees you as part of the team then they want to embrace that and hopefully that will help you then learn and and develop as people what about you victoria what do you remember from the welcome slides yeah so similar to claire really i'm a bit of an overthinker so already <laughs> towards the end of last week i was thinking what do i wear do i need to do an emergency order um, <laughs> you look um, lovely by the way you both look lovely <laughs> so having that sent over i was it really put my mind at ease and like Claire said, getting the pictures of everyone who's who and um, putting a face to a name, that was really great. And you could tell by sort of the fun imagery that was on it, it wasn't corporate, it was just really friendly. So it really made me excited to start on the Monday. Oh, that's really good. That's I'm really glad about that. Have you ever been in a situation before where you've started a new job and you've had a welcome email like that? Either of you? Never, ever. No, no okay, <laughs> good. That's and what I want to hear. It is really lovely to receive that and it's like you say, you welcome it. You're more welcoming, and you just feel part of the team before you even got here. Yeah, Aww. yeah. I have had one previously, more functional. You know, you can get lunch, start time, <laughs> things like that, which is always useful. Mm -hmm. But it was definitely a lot more in depth and detailed, which was brilliant. I don't remember ever getting one, but it's a long, long time. The last time I had a job was 2003, <laughs> which is a bit insane because Cecile, who works here, was born in 2004. <laughs> <laughs> A bit of a shocker. Okay, so you've got the welcome email that came through on a Friday. We, in case you haven't got PowerPoint or to make sure you can see it properly, we sent it as a PowerPoint show, which you can see on any device, including a phone. So you hopefully you can just swipe through the slides. Did you find that, you know, yeah, from a practical yeah, point of view? Yeah, straight away, yeah. Great, fantastic. And then you came in on Monday morning. 
I was here about maybe quarter past nine, but I think Louise greeted you, did she? And what then happened, Victoria? What was the first thing that happened? Yeah, so we were welcomed in as I arrived. The kettle was boiling, so perfect timing. (laughs) So that was a nice welcome. And then we were into the main sort of boardroom where we were going to have our induction. And in front of us on both of our seats was a lovely welcome hamper, um, which I've never had before. No, I have. So that was lovely. Um, So Louise just told us to have a little route through and see what sort of goodies were inside. Um, And what was inside? So we each got a Mac laptop. There was some lovely chocolate biscuits. There was a Firewave marketing planner. Yeah, I did say to Liam, why on earth is that Firewave marketing planner in there? But then I said... Victoria will love this. Yeah, I really did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I loved it. Um, what else was in there? Oh, oh we've got fancy notebooks. Yes. A journal. What is it actually Legend me, planner. It? Legend planner, yes. Yeah. So it it's is like a, amazing. A dream it's journal. Everything kind of in thing. it. Yeah. Not dream. What do you call it? Like a, I don't know, gold journal. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Yeah. And they're both pink, randomly. But anyway. And what else was in there? Do you remember? The pen? Do you remember a pen? No. No. We need to get some nice pens, <laughs> Liam. Note. Anything else that you remember being in there? You remember doing actually. Card, welcome card. Yeah, Yeah, that was lovely. Animation of the team on on the front and signed by everyone inside. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I can't think of anything else. Anything else that was in there, Liam, that you can remember now? The practical documents, yeah. The boring stuff. (laughs) So normally on the first day you would only get the boring stuff. So we try and dress it up to make it look a little bit nicer. And the boring stuff is all the HR stuff, like you know, what's your bank details, date of birth, and all that kind of boring stuff as well. So that aside, so that takes us through to about maybe half nine, quarter to ten. So hopefully you're feeling a little bit calmer now. You've maybe had a coffee. You've met the whole team. Nobody feels as strange anymore because you've seen their pictures before you came in and you've also met them at various times. What's the first thing you remember about the induction day? So we had a whole day nearly of induction, didn't we? But maybe about, I think we finished about 2.33 o'clock, didn't we? What, and um, there's more induction to come, by the way. So mm-hmm. just so you know, we're on day two, but we've got lots more to do. Although you didn't expect to be doing a podcast episode on your second day, I'm sure. Uh, wait till you go home and tell your family is what you're doing on day two. <laughs> you're famous. What do you remember about the induction morning, Claire? Lots of information. Lots and lots. Lots of fruit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and water. Food is actually, funnily enough, really important, isn't it? Yeah. Because it's part of hospitality. And so actually having food and drink available to you, I think, makes you feel more welcome and, and a bit, I don't know, a bit looked after, perhaps. And fed, <laughs> so yeah. your blood yeah. sugar doesn't drop. No, it definitely does. I think there was a lot of information and then we went for a short walk. Mm-hmm. Before you got to the walk, what do you remember from the morning? You've gone I from like, a lot of information from like <laughs> half nine <laughs> till two o'clock. Is it just blanked in your mind? Do you remember anything in particular? It was about the company. Yeah. The value. We showed you an org chart as well, didn't we, of who does what in the company. Yeah. yeah. We told you how the company started as well. Yeah. About the different companies. So the mastermind. Mm-hmm. The Firewave. Yeah. And then Stan Jones. Yeah, well done. Yeah. Um, and who fits in what category underneath mm-hmm. and what their role is and how they sort of all link and connect. Mm-hmm. What do you remember, Victoria? Yeah, so I think shortly after that, you told us about the brand values, core values and your mm-hmm. um, like mission statement. So that was really interesting for us to learn more about. Mm-hmm else i'm trying to remember myself <laughs> we seem to go through a lot of slides and we were chatting a lot and louise was there as well so she she's good at putting in examples of you know i talk about theory and then she goes back to examples you saw a picture of what phil looked like five years ago before oh, we yeah, started oh, yeah. <laughs> and how our kind of stories into interwove and also really what we stand for ashdown jones and things that are going to be important to somebody going forward like 
What do we do when it's your birthday or, or the team member's birthdays? What we do at Christmas? What does untracked holidays actually mean? Was that a concern to either of you, the untracked holidays? Um, I thought there was maybe a catch. You did ask <laughs> us what the catch yeah. was in the interview. Yeah, it was, I remember. It's not, it's not something you hear of. No, no, it's never. I've never heard of it anyway. No, I think it's quite <laughs> unusual, especially around here. I've never heard of it. I think because I'm like a numbers and figure person, <laughs> I was a bit like, Oh, but there must be a camera. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But no, talking to the team and learning more about it and obviously yourself telling us about it yesterday, it makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And it just made me feel like it's it's more flexible, really. Um, which and maybe is trusting great. as well. We yeah. Put it on trust. We don't imagine somebody's going to take off one month, uh, one week in four, you know, and have like 12 weeks off a year. But by the same token, there are some people who genuinely need more holidays than others and some people who pay us back in different ways. So, for example, Louise has just taken three weeks over the summer, literally on holiday, so almost uncontactable. And given that she's, you know, our senior, most senior member of, of the team, that's been a challenge for her and for us. But by the same token, when she's been back in the other three weeks, and it might be bringing the kids in or trying to juggle, you know, we've tried to support as much as we can do. And she's done the same. And she's, you know, sometimes she's worked weekends and evenings to try and make up for it. So it's just, it's about us not judging. Because if you say, right, everybody's going to get 20 days, no matter what their situation, that doesn't feel very fair. Because lots of people have different situations and different needs. So that's where the untracked holidays came in. And the jury's still out. We're coming up to the end of our first year. But I think I would say on the whole, it's been really positive. What we didn't anticipate when we first rolled it out, and I actually said to Phil, I think some people might be a bit unsure about this and they might, might make them feel a bit anxious when we implement it. And that's actually what happened. Some mm-hmm. people said, actually, I'm not sure how this is going to work and what if some team members take more than others. And to put it on trust at that level was hard for people to accept and to say, look, we think your team members will support you and you will support them and you'll just all take a fair amount of holiday we trust that's what's going to happen so let's see what actually happens. I think it builds more trust in the team as well and yeah. it does bring you closer together because mm-hmm. you don't want to be off too long for your colleague to for it to impact on their mm-hmm. their job role either so I think it does bring you closer together which I didn't realise obviously it would have that effect until speaking to the girls today and the guys. Yeah <laughs> yeah yeah because I think it could actually in a company where the team culture isn't as strong it could be negative couldn't it because lots of people oh, could yeah. have lots of time yeah. off yeah you know if you worked for a company where you didn't feel valued for example why would you go in no and also you're gonna be working in a very small team aren't you Claire yeah so obviously I won't want it to impact on Lauren and vice versa she won't want it to impact too much on me mm. so I think it it does create that strong bond mm. between team members yeah it's really good yeah I can't remember any of the parts of the induction even though we spent literally about six hours on it <laughs> Then after that, we had lunch, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. You brought your lunch in, so you yeah. kind of got to go and sit around. We don't have a particular lunch area, we probably should, but a lot of people eat in the boardroom or just sit at their desks or sit on the sofa in the main office and chat to each other. So it's quite informal. Hopefully you felt okay about yeah, that. Yeah, we ate outside yesterday, yeah, we did, oh, yeah. did you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah nice oh. weather. Yeah, taking in, in a, the lovely view. sunny day. <laughs> yeah. It's actually quite sunny today. And then what did we do? We went for a walk. We went for a, we walk. Went for a walk, exactly. Yeah. So we asked you to bring your trainers in. Yes. And we went for a walk around around the office, which was about 40 minutes, I think, 45 minutes, something like that. Yeah. yeah. We took the dogs, or one <laughs> of the dogs, Mad Dog, Teddy. How was that? I loved that. I do know Windermere a little bit, but I don't obviously know the little little walk routes in the, the little rural places. So it was, it was really nice to do that. 
And hopefully they'll find your way around, maybe. Or if you took a team member, you might be able to find your way around. I'll take a dog. I think like they'll, a dog. They'll, know. <laughs> they'll know where to go, yeah. Victoria, you know the area really well, so you I knew do, all the little yeah. walks. Yeah. Um, how was it just going out for a walk with the team? It was lovely. It's not something I ever did in my previous role. And just having that headspace after quite a busy morning and getting some fresh air was lovely. Oh, good. Oh, I'm really glad. And I think, you know, you you two might end up growing a team yourself. And we want to try and give you the basis and the foundation for in- induction that could work for you and your team in the future. So this is why we do these things to instill a culture that you can then progress and, you know, and hopefully if you've got, I don't know, a difficult conversation to have with a colleague or you just feel like, oh God, your head's about to explode with how much you've got to do, that you will then, you know, take this silly dog off for a walk. And you can't see this at the moment if you're just listening, but I've got Teddy the mad cockapoo here going, talk to me, talk to me. Because I've got... His mum, Tess, my daughter, on holiday at the moment, so we're in charge of him. So he came with us and got nice and muddy in all the puddles. But yeah, we do want to create a culture that you feel that you can take forward. So as I say, if you were in that situation where a walk would help, that you would then go and take one. And it gives other people permission to as well. We also talked a lot about how inductions are scary, new jobs are scary. And if you feel that level of anxiety and a bit of imposter syndrome, oh God, they're going to find out I can't do this thing that I said I could do in the interview, then, you know, you're not alone. And feeling like that is perfectly normal, but actually just to kind of give yourself a bit of a break and think, right, take this one step at a time. I know there's a fantastic job at the end of this for me, but I'm not going to try and rush into it. You know, how did that feel? Did you feel nervous or did you feel actually quite comfortable? I think I was somewhere in between. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Because <laughs> you come in and everyone that's obviously been here a while just sort of gets on with everything, even though it's quite a busy office. They just sort of seem to know exactly what they're doing. Yeah. So I felt a bit like, oh gosh, will I actually know how to do all of this? <laughs> but I think after seeing the full day out yesterday and um, sitting with Lauren in the afternoon and watching the behind the scenes a bit more, you can see like the behind the scenes working of it. Yeah, yeah. And hopefully we're not, I don't feel like we've got a clicky team. I hope oh, it doesn't no. feel oh, like no, that. Not oh, at all. No, 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 no. They're just so glad to see you. They're <laughs> <laughs> so glad to have some help. And what about you, Claire? How do you feel now that you've done a whole day and nearly two days, actually? I definitely feel part of the team. Oh, I definitely do. And I can't wait to get started in the Dales and learning more about the company, the systems and how it all works. Mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm just, I'm really eager to go like a big sponge at minutes talk everything in but you you do a lot of learning yourself don't you do daily learning you listen to podcasts yeah, and audiobooks um, and past few months or quite a few months actually mindsets and uh, different podcasts on on just the everyday mindset your working mindset positive thinking and even silly things like waking up in the morning you've got to a podcast about getting sunlight in the first half an hour and how that makes an impact on your day things like that a lot of brain science and it's very interesting and I think it, it does work wonders I think any kind of personal development doesn't matter really what level it is because you do personal training as well don't yeah. you I think it's really important and I know Dan said when he started god do you have to run to work here because it seemed like everybody was a runner or was training for something even Liam who is training to you're going to a squash competition aren't you is that right Yes, he's nodding. I keep saying, how's your squash training going? And I get a negative answer. But I think that everybody here to some degree looks after themselves. 
either works out or works on their brain and maybe healthy eats, you know. I don't think anybody, well, nobody here that doesn't do something to further the, the self-development and, and them as, as people. So I think that is part of the culture here. So no, you don't have to run here to work here, but you... But it helps. Uh, it, does, yeah. <laughs> it does help to do something, yeah, to be active. So day two, which is today, and you're on a podcast episode. What did we do this morning? Can you remember what the first thing was this morning? We had a team meeting. Mm -hmm. So you started off with the ops meeting, which is the Ashdown Jones operational meeting. I know that you were just observing in that, but what did you take away from that? The team kind of brought any updates that they needed to share with each other, any properties that there's been something come up in the week that they hadn't managed to have that conversation just sort of a general update, really. Um, so everyone was in the know. Good. So it felt like everybody kind of understood what was happening with every property and any big issues being brought to the fore. Yeah. Anything that you noticed from that at all, Claire? It was like a catch up. Any concerns, queries, and then just helped each other out. And just yeah, just a bit of a newsfeed sort of mm-hmm. moment, which were nice, just a, a small group. And I think that hopefully you got the, the feeling that as a team, they're working together towards fixing problems and that it wasn't just one person left on their own, that yeah. everybody felt supported. Support and challenge is the way I like to see it. And then we're into our full-on meeting. So it's like a town hall meeting where the whole group comes together. So there's usually up to 14, 15, 16 people, I think, in the room. It's a little bit less. We've got a couple of people on holiday. Uh, but that's about an hour to an hour and a half, I think it was, nearly this morning. And that's a bit more kind of casual, fun. We've got a bit of a structure to it. What do you remember from that, Claire, this morning? Breakfast. The food, yeah. <laughs> thought that was going to come up. So who got breakfast this morning? Liam. What do we give him out of 10 for his breakfast this morning? That was a good 10. Was it? Well, yeah. you, you know, but you've nothing to compare it to. Well, that, well yeah. No, it's definitely a good start. It was. It, was, it was a good start. I think he tried hard this morning, yeah. He's had a bit of feedback over his breakfast in the past. So the team take it in turns to get breakfast and... Cecile was also getting some pretty high remarks recently, I think, as well about her breakfast. You can also put in requests as well for breakfast. So we say to you, come hungry on a Tuesday (laughs) and dive into the breakfast we give you. And it just makes it a bit more fun and a bit more, I don't know, social, doesn't it? What what do you remember, Victoria, apart from the food? Um, Yeah, so I think one of the first things that we did was give everyone a bit of like appreciation and link Mm -hmm. that back to one of the core values. So you can either do it on yourself or a team member and that was just really nice to see everybody sort of giving it to themselves or a team member and the reasons behind it mm. but it all came back to sort of teamwork and obviously back to the core values which was really nice to see yeah do you remember any of the core values yeah family first <laughs> put them on the spot now. <laughs> uh, creative yeah energetic yes authentic authentic, authentic. empowering yes but- um last one Bold and dairy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well done. That's not bad for day two, is it? Lynn? That's really good, actually. Really good. So yeah, what Victoria was just saying was we kind of it's almost like gifting a core value by by saying, right, I appreciate you because you've evidenced this core value in the last week or the last few days and how they've evidenced it. So Victoria, who did you, you give yours to? Do you remember? Yeah, I gave mine to Lauren. So I gave her family first, I think it was, and enthusiastic. If it was only a core value, um, no. maybe authentic, authentic, I think you gave her. Yeah, authentic. So yesterday, Lauren spent a lot of time with us in the afternoon, um, talking us through the sort of basics and the day-to-day. And I could see that she was really busy, but she took some time out to give us some training, which was oh, really nice of her. That was lovely. And she came for the walk with us as well, didn't she? Yeah, she did. I said to her, have you got some time? And she went, I could have. 
And I said, come out for a walk. And she went, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what core value did you give and to whom? Can you I gave it to yourself you and did. Louise. I think because, what did I give you now? I can't remember actually. Family it's first. Nice. Yeah, I think it was probably the same too. Was it authentic as well? Authentic, yeah, possibly. Because you just recognised my little wobbles of my, my long journey up here and obviously petrol and I just thought... On my first day, I wasn't expecting you to sort of help me that mm-hmm. much. And I just think it was it was really nice and a really, really good thing to do for, oh, for, a, for a boss. So just for context, <laughs> so uh, Claire lives a long way away, an hour and a half, I think it takes you to get here, does About, it? Yeah, just over. Just over an hour yeah. and a half. And it's that's a lot of petrol, it's a lot of time. So we've shortened a day, although I've kept you a bit too late tonight, sorry. <laughs> Shortened a day a little bit so she can commute mostly within our hours, not her hours. And also we've, uh, we were reimbursing a petrol, which of course is a fair thing to do. But at some point in the sort of interview and induction process, we may have just forgotten to do it. And so it just occurred to me there and then the induction. Yeah. And I think it does really mean a lot Good. as well. I think it does, And you wouldn't have asked does... for it, would you? As a new team member, you probably would Absolutely have. Absolutely not. No. no. <laughs> so it's something that we need to make sure that we do for you. And we did it for Lauren as well. It took us a few weeks, though, to recognise that Lauren was coming so far. I remember, I think as sort of the leaders of the organisation, it's sometimes hard to remember what it's like to be that person in that first week and all the worries that they might have. Because we're, we're worrying about the, you know, not worrying, but we've got the, you know, the growth of the company on our minds. And so sometimes it's hard just to try and get real and remember what it's like for everybody here and what they might be struggling with and what they might not tell us and try and read a mind or two. That's good that, that you recognise that and good that I remembered. So it's day two. We've given you an agenda for the week. I know we haven't stuck to it because it nowhere it said podcast episode <laughs> recording. But can you remember what else is on your agenda for the week, roughly speaking? We've got some time tomorrow. I think it's, is it group training with Edward? Um, yeah. Going through the top 10 task sheets. Oh, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> We've got about a thousand task sheets downstairs. So we've asked Edward to find the top most important 10 and share those with the team yeah anything else on your training you look forward to uh, going through the systems definitely mm-hmm. i think that they look amazing very left very brain structured. answer there did you um, hear that very team yeah. executive answer <laughs> at no point would victoria say really looking forward to the process <laughs> no, <system." laughs> no i'm thinking i'm really looking forward to getting out the team and um, shadowing them on some viewings yeah Styling, styling, photo shoots. Yeah. yeah, I can't wait to answer the phone. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's so funny, isn't it, that you've come with completely different skill sets, but you've actually got on really well. You seem to have got on really well oh, since yeah, you've been here. Yeah. You're very kind of similar personalities, but you've got a very different, you know, sort of attitudes. To, not attitudes, but you've got very different things that you're bringing to your roles, and you're going to be really good at those different things. So I'm definitely much more like you, Claire. I'm definitely <laughs> I'm processes and spreadsheets and procedures step by step that's all me but Hannah is very much like you Victoria so it's all right brain colorful visual yeah dealing with lots of emotional clients my worst nightmare (laughs) but that's why we do the pre-interview questionnaire and if you're listening to this and you'd like to see a copy of it then just pop me over an email sam at fire-wave.co.uk and put questionnaire in the subject and I'll pop it over to you And it's a questionnaire that I've developed, so it definitely isn't foolproof by a long way, but it'll give you an indication of what those skill sets are that are being presented to you and you can see whether they're right for that particular role. It's funny because I interviewed somebody a couple of years ago who presented as a very high G, which is the growth element, but she was applying for a job like yours 
I think at the time, Claire, which was very left brain, and those two didn't necessarily go together. And when she didn't get the job, she went off to do an entrepreneurial degree. So it showed me that actually she was on the wrong path coming to work with us. So yeah, it's just, it's it's funny what you're interested in and, and how you present those to us. But we need both of you. So it's great. It's really lovely to have you here. And thank you so much for diving into this podcast episode with me. I know I did come and grab you and literally put you on it with no notice. <laughs> Do you have any advice for any estate agent or actually any company who is just about to go through this recruitment process or wants to look at their recruitment and induction process, is there anything that you would say to them that they need to maybe do differently? I think one thing that I've learned from your process and how you do things here at Ashdown Jones is the focus on the person. And it's all well and good getting the CVs in and reading through the qualifications and their previous experience, but the time you take on the person and their attitude and their personality and how they would fit with the team I think that's so important. So that would be my number one tip. Okay, good. So yeah, forget about the CVs. <laughs> Phil and I never, ever read CVs, ever. I've no idea what you two have done for a job. Before we asked you in the interviews, not a clue. Because I just know whether I like you, whether the team will like you, whether our clients will like you, which is the most important thing. So I'm really glad you noticed that. In fact, actually something we forgot from yesterday's induction was you had to complete a bit about me, do you remember? Oh, yes, yes. With lots of personal questions about your favourite movie and where you'd like to go. And Louise and I did the same thing and then we shared that, didn't we? Yeah. And it's to get to know you more as people. There are certain things that is actually illegal to ask in an interview. And to get around that, if we share lots of information about home life and dogs and kids and everything, then we just get to know you a bit better. What about you, Claire? What advice would you have to any budding recruiter? I think be different. I think a lot of interviews are too too strict and they make you too nervous it's not you some people that don't have the job they particularly want to be in it's maybe an emergency job that they've had to quickly go into and they may get judged on that particular job if you if you're going on past experience so I think getting like Victoria said getting to know the person absolutely is more important than their experience and I think you can people can be taught things and also, if you look at somebody's job history, what if they've jumped around jobs? It could be that they're just trying to find the right job or Absolutely, they'd yeah. been in a situation where they had to move jobs a lot. And so I try not to judge people by their work history. I wouldn't like to be judged by my work history a long, long time ago. And Louise, for example, she took 14 years out and opened a guest house around that 14 years. Now, to me, that says massive amounts of transferable skills. But to another employee, it could be 14 years out of corporate or 14 years off the career ladder. So I don't think that's fair. And that's why we take this this attitude, Ashdown Jones. But I think there was a lot in this episode. I feel like we need to come back and do a, a, a second <laughs> uh, chapter, you know, maybe at the end of your first month, looking back yeah. and see what we can yeah, do definitely. better. We're always looking at improving our recruitment and training. And I know that we gave this agenda that we've not stuck to so far. So that maybe is a learning for us. But I think podcasts on second day is definitely a good idea. Part of the interview <laughs> process. <laughs> So thank you very much for joining me on this podcast episode. I think people will find it really useful. And if you're listening to this and you're thinking about your recruitment and you've got any questions for us, just find me an email. As I say, it's sam at fire-wave.co.uk and let's get your recruitment on point too. If you are feeling frustrated with the lack of growth in your agency and you're impatient to reach those ever-moving goalposts, then here's your invitation to find out more about if and how we can help you scale and build the agency of your dreams. All we want you to do is go to fire-wave.co.uk forward slash AJMM and that'll be in the show notes as well. 
where you'll find full information on all of our amazing mastermind programs.